Northampton. Yes. It's dinner time. <laughs> and it's time for the new time for vegan radio. What what are you talking about, man? Well now we're on seven o'clock. Oh my god. PM. Well I hope Live. We, I hope we got the word out because uh I don't know, I was feeling a little lonely a minute a second ago. The word? Well, the word is out, Scotty. Vegan Radio is at a new time. First, third, and you know fifth Thursdays uh-huh. on WXOJLP Northampton, 103.1, 103.3 FM. <laughs> You're making things up now. Yeah. And uh, Megan Shackleford is here tonight. It's true. <laughs> I'm here. Wow. It's good to see you, Megan. Oh, good to see you, too. I haven't too. seen you since the last show at all. <laughs> Well, I'm very busy. Yeah. Very, very busy little bee. <sighs> I guess uh, I guess we've all been pretty busy. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> um, that, yeah, that you ask. I don't know. It feels busy. <laughs> feels busy. That's right. So today's show, we have a vegan bodybuilder, Robert Cheek. Good job. You pronounced his name correctly. Yeah, for once. I know. <laughs> don't get cheeky with me. Uh, sorry. I can't help it. And uh, he's going to tell us about protein and where to get it. The big protein myth. Maybe he's going to talk about the protein myth. That'd be exciting. Uh, everybody knows about the protein myth. Not now. everybody. Come on. Not everybody. Only vegans know. What? It's uh, true. I don't know. Scott, I know a lot of doctors and scientists. They know. <laughs> I don't know if I can have you standing up like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking out, Derek. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, but uh, this is how, the only way I can read the news. Off okay. the little screen. We don't have wireless here. Please donate wireless to the station. <laughs> um, so today uh, we have our new time slot. I guess we went over that already. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah? Coffee into the veins. Stat. Quick. Northampton and will be happy to... Uh, I think we'll have more listeners you think? this hour and locally. Yeah. I hope. Because... Uh, Vegan radio really goes better with dinner than lunch, I think. Uh, I don't know. You know, lunch, it's kind of the middle. It's a nice break in the day. It's a nice breather. I think by 7 p.m., you're pretty much already had your downtime. I feel that people are going to fall asleep in the middle of the show. <laughs> I I don't know if they'll fall asleep. I, I don't think that. I think oh, it'd be kind of hard. I hope you're right, Megan. <laughs> We're way too exciting for that. Come on. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Oh, so stuff. speaking of, uh, before we get into the news, I wanted to pass these around to you guys. We got these from uh, Bex in Boston. She's uh, a artist, and she came out with these little books called uh, "How Do I Get My How I Get My Calcium, How I Get My Iron, and How I Get My Protein." That's awesome! Wow! And uh, you guys can each check out one of these books. Wow, they're so small. And she made these um, as any. Vegetarian or vegan might know, you know, one of the questions you always get is, how do you get your protein? Or maybe they'll say, how do you get your iron? And I've got this very cute little miniature green book that says how I get my protein. And it's a list of meat-free protein sources. So it says whole wheat bread, two slices, five grams or 10% daily value of protein. Who would have known? (laughs) Who would have known? Well, most of us know that there is actually protein in almost all foods. Wow. Except for maybe water or something. It's true. Even oranges have protein. Yeah. I bet people didn't know that. So one of the the things that the meat and dairy industries have been very good at is getting people to believe that uh, you need 
their products, animal protein to get protein, and it's not true. Right, and you know, like just this week, a Chinese doctor said that you need to get animal fat in order to stimulate the libido. Who said that? That was in the news? Uh, I wouldn't call it news. It was more like an anecdote that was on a news sort of mm. like site. Mm. But it was, you know, the big headline was, uh, you know, <laughs> of course, <laughs> cures it cures impotence. I, <laughs> it's it's actually untrue. It's actually, an, and too many animal products create impotence. It's right. Funny. And here you are. You're wearing a shirt with a tiger on it, which is so apropos because <laughs> that tiger bones are actually a common remedy for mm. uh, perceived I thought it was tiger impotence. penis. Um, that's, that actually too, but I think that's probably not quite, I mean, you can only get one from a tiger and, uh, and it doesn't go very far. So well, the, ri- the, the rich, bones the are rich people get the penis and then right. people I know. With less money just end up Don't with they the always though? Um, I, I also bet that people didn't know that one cup of chickpeas gives you 25% of the daily value of protein. See how easy it is? Well, look at this. Uh, one <laughs> cup of chickpeas also gives you 3.2 milligrams or 9% of your daily value of iron. Isn't that amazing? So these books are like really cool. They're very small so they could fit in your wallet or, you know, your shirt pocket, your purse, if you use those things. And um, great way to for vegans to figure out for themselves, you know, some sources of these things if you feel like you're worried about not getting them and and they're also great if you get the person asking you where do you get such and such and then you can just hand them this cute little book how could they resist <laughs> um and who who again bex you said from yeah, it's bex um she has a site veganboston.com but she's also one of the etsy artists and uh this is bex.etsy.com <laughs> so yeah these are very cool cool and uh, thank you. Do you have any good uh, calcium sources for us, Scotty? Oh, uh, there are so many, my friend. Let's see: dried figs, fourteen percent of your daily figs. value, one half cup. Not bad. Uh, let's see some of the better ones: kale, eighteen percent in a kale. cup. Did you have your kale today, people? I had mine. Food. I had mine yeah. straight from the garden, actually. Don't yeah. even add, don't even start me on I that. Had a, <laughs> I had a large salad. <laughs> don't even today. Start me up. How about this though? Tofu, four ounces, forty-two percent. That wow. is crazy. You get like calcium. Half the amount of calcium you need for the day by you having one one large slice of watermelon has nine uh, percent of your daily value of iron. I right. knew there was a reason why I loved watermelon. See, we like <laughs> to remind people you got to have vitamin C with both of those. Uh, with iron and calcium, it helps absorption. It's true. I'm and sure don't forget your watermelon zinc. has vitamin C. Oh yeah, no doubt. Lots so of it. Eat your watermelon, and you know if you juice watermelon, you can actually juice the whole rind. Really? Yeah. yeah. I thought it, it's not bitter. In other words. Well, if you ate it, it's a little bitter. But when it mixes into the juice, you know it's all right. That's all right. That's a great tip. Sight for your Fourth of July. Fourth of July revelry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else I was just thinking about as far as um, Fourth of July um, foods that you can have, barbecue or whatever? Remember the um, barbecued pineapple? Mm. That is really good. Barbecued pineapple. Fantastic. I can't join in the reverie. Really? <laughs> you don't like pineapple? No, I mean, I don't remember it. I was not oh, there. Yeah, well. But you could imagine. But uh, yeah, it sounds great. I love pineapple in, in like, cooked foods. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, fantastic, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Pineapple is one of those fruits that you just don't believe 
until you've had it. It's true. It's so sweet. Any other decadent vegan grilling favorites with you guys? Mm, Portobello's classically. Yeah? Yep. You like them? Who doesn't? Come on. No? It so all depends on how they're prepared. Oh, on the grill, though. Lots of garlic. On the grill? Corn yeah. on the cob. Sure. Even just without anything on Asparagus. the grill. <laughs> 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 I think that's enough ideas for people. Well, you know, we hardly ever give our recipes. We'll have to do a I recipe know. show that's one of true. these days. Maybe we'll give out some of Megan's recipes. <laughs> classified secret recipes. <gasps> maybe just one of them. Sacrilege. <laughs> you know. To the next caller. One of those things she doesn't make that often, maybe. Kind of like help people get through. Yeah. What doesn't she make often? Oh, there's a few things, right? There's certain kinds of cupcakes that I might not make often. Specialties. Perhaps. Your cardamom things. Yeah. Yeah, those are, Yeah. you know, when they're around. When they're around, get them. (laughs) Get them quick. All right, enough of your commercial crassness. (laughs) (laughs) So is there any any news going on this week, Scotty? Uh, No. No. <laughs> I kid. Now there's a lot there's so much news this week. I don't even know where to begin. There's good news, bad news, stupid news. Uh um one of the things that that I don't tend to do is like p- report every um thing that comes out of PETA because they just release so many things oh, and yeah, do so much do stuff. A, yeah, they're they're a little ridiculous. <clears throat> and you know, I I support their kind of like drawing the line on the sand idea. I'm sure that you know there's there's a place Some for that. Their lines are a little <laughs> shaky. Uh, yeah, you know, I think what they kind of want to do is like have the stand, you know, where all the vegetarians go to one end of the country, and like, you know, there's a big conflagration or something at the end. And I don't know what they're what they're after, but you know, I guess in a way you do have to kind of like you know decide whether you're for what you're for or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too explicit. I'm being sh- I'm being sh- I'm being timid. You I, should I, write a book on philosophy, man. Ah. Uh, no, more words. <laughs> you know what happens. You should be for what you're for and against what you're against. It's like inflation. You know, PETA, I don't know. I, I support them in that they just do so much for animals. But there are some strange things that go on with PETA. Like I got the PETA, you know, winter or spring or something journal. And Ingrid Newkirk was in there with a new book. It's called like Have a Dog Party. Really? <laughs> Have you seen that? And I mean, it wasn't a joke. She was like, you know, all those times that I you... I think she might be losing her marbles. <laughs> I have to say, and there's a picture of her sitting around the table with these dogs with party hats on. And it's like, I understand the concept of like, she was trying to say, well, you know, those times that, you know, you make your dog wait to get home and take him out to go to the bathroom and this or that, or blah, blah, blah. And you forget him or her. And it's like, I think... I understand she's trying to, like, put animals, you know, like, on the same level. Like, they're friends and they're not, you know. I think the the, the money that goes to PETA could be much better spent. <laughs> I think so, too. But, yeah, but exactly what it's like. But do you really have it? Like, she actually had a whole book that was called Let's Have a Dog Party. And it was like, to get all the ideas, buy the book, Let's Have a Dog Party. <laughs> and I was like, whoo, a little, little kooky. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're euthanizing dogs. Yeah, there's been a there was a little bit of a news story about that today, and today? But it's, well, sort of. I mean, there's this group called Consumer Oh Freedom, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, and uh, the right nut jobs. You might guess uh, it's yeah, it's very much an, an industry um, brag, and so they they're kind of like trying to take the wind out of anything related to animals. And they were talking about um, uh, Leona Helmsley is making a huge contribution to PETA, and so they took the opportunity to. Write a very, uh, you know, a very scathing opinion piece about it and, you know, 
to get them to throw some red meat to their base. And uh, hopefully it, it um, works out for them. But it, I don't know. I think that kind of thing just backsfire because the language of it is so ugly that, I mean, only ugly hearts can really enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of ugly hearts. Oh, I don't know. They're just, they just didn't mean to hug, man. Come on. All you ugly hearts out there tonight. No. I, I say, I'm sorry. I hate to use the word ugly because so we all have beautiful hearts. how are you guys liking hearts. this uh, new hour? <laughs> so, are you liking the, uh, the vibe, the, the nighttime vibe of vegan radio? I'm trying to figure out the vibe of Scott and Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott needs to sit down. I'm enjoying the stand-up vibe. <laughs> there is a chair there for you, my friend. I know. I'm ready for it. I, I just haven't even gotten to a single news story yet, so I want to like get up to at least one. I thought you were, you were talking about something. I guess we have been. We've been kind of riffing on the news. Well, but I thought you were talking about the news and we were commenting. But. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, here's some more news then. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's... Oh, good one. Uh, there was a study about cholesterol and uh, good cholesterol versus ba- bad cholesterol, and uh, they managed that in this study for people... Uh, in their older years, 50s and 60s. And then they did memory testing and found that, as you might expect, people who had a higher level of the good cholesterol, HDL, high-density lipoprotein, uh, had better memory. And people who had higher levels of the saturated fats and cholesterols like that, uh, LDL, low-density, had more memory issues as they got older. So clogs up the system. Yeah. Well, part, part of it is that the brain is cholesterol essentially and fat. And there's a lot of like that, those energies, those lipids and things, uh, are part of the neurotransmissions that go on, uh, use a lot of those chemis- uh, chemicals. And so the, having the right kind of ionization, all that kind of thing, the right kind of viscosity. Viscosity. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're talking, about, talking about putting oil in your system. Uh, so, you know, the right, it's important what kind of oil you put in and who knows, you know, uh, maybe, and- just like is basic background for people that um, our body creates all the cholesterol we'll ever need. We don't ever need to intake cholesterol from outside sources. And the only sources that have cholesterol are animal products. So if you're eating a vegan diet, you will not intake any, you'll, you'll, your intake of cholesterol will be 0%. And as far as saturated fats, um, those are very low in the vegan diet. Um, it can be very high in a diet um, that's containing animal products. Right and that's, so that's when your HDL is high. It's because you're eating a lot of animal products can be. Right. Now, is it it's the liver that oils. manufactures cholesterol? So you may have problems if you have liver damage or if you have an unhealthy liver. Right. There's always going to be exceptions. but Right. So, so good oils. Right. If you've got Flex yellowish oil. looking eyes, if the whites of your eyes are a little bit yellow... <laughs> Uh, this would be a time to do some good things for your liver. Um, okay, so another thing that's going on. Let's see. Should we tell people what good oils are? Good oh, oils, oh, please do. Canola oil, olive oil, and flaxseed oil. But flaxseed oil hemp should seed oil. hemp seed oil, hemp seed oil, and flaxseed oil should only be used in like salad dressings or fruit shakes if you want to sneak it in Why there. Is that? Because um, it's very sensitive to heat processing. Oh, it shouldn't be heated. Shouldn't be heated. But it could be used in any. Set like other varieties, of right? Oils. Right, just as long as it stays cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, uh, the real whole reason I brought up PETA in the first place. <laughs> why am I here? Yeah, why well, are we talking about whole, PETA here? There was this whole, uh, you know, dust up uh, supposedly with Pam Anderson getting all angry at uh, someone else. <laughs> Pam Anderson angry at somebody in PETA? No, okay. no, it was. Uh, oh gosh, now I'm like totally spacing on her name. Uh, Jessica Simpson. 
Right. I mean, these are two highly consequential individuals. Um, so I thought it would be important to bring this to the, your attention. But uh, Jessica Simpson was wearing a shirt that said, uh, Real Girls Eat Meat. And oh, no. It was a dig at like, her ex-boyfriend's current girlfriend, who's a vegetarian. And, uh, you oh. know, she's probably, you know, doing a little pandering to the Midwest farmer base. But, mm. uh, but in general, like, um, you know, so she had that going on. And then uh, when Pam Anderson was confronted about it or asked about it in public by some reporter, uh, she apparently used a couple words. She used the B word <gasps> and she used the wh word. She did not. She did. Speaking <laughs> of those words, uh, George Carlin died of a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Too many saturated fats, too many animal products in the diet, maybe. Yeah, we had a lot of that. Uh, also, uh, Tim Russert uh, recently died of a heart attack. Number one killer. Yeah, it's just all over the place. You know, and these are preventable. I mean, Tim Russert uh, was starting to try to control it, as a matter of fact. And uh, but Who's Tim Russert? Uh, he is, mm. I guess, Meet the Press Sunday morning for a long time. He was Meet the Press. He was Meet the Press. <laughs> now he's Meet the Maker. That's right. Uh, wow. That's a, I love that expression. Um, so... That's <laughs> so. That's the that's what's going on there. Um, but the, apparently, uh, to conclude that story, uh, Pam was just kidding. Derek, you should know. People love to hear things about celebrities. No, I know, but but we shouldn't. Uh, we shouldn't we dally. Sh- we shouldn't dally. We shouldn't dally when we've got Robert Cheeky on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> Let's see. So uh, the the story, of course, is this huge, long editorial, so I won't get into that. But basically what just occurred was that Spain has bestowed uh, rights, that is, uh, rights to um, security and protection and all the other uh, things that humans enjoy uh, to all great apes, which would include uh, pretty much all all the animals which share about 95% of their DNA with us. So, so there's not going to be any chimpanzees and uh, gorillas. There, and there won't be any research going on in Spain on any kind of chimpanzees. Um, gosh, you know, I hope I got that right. It's, I know it's no, gorillas. Is yeah. it chimpanzees though? Because they certainly are, and bonobos. I'm certain. Oh, uh, bonobos. Yeah. Bonobos. Which are, th- if you it's don't know your bonobos. So this is the this is the first nation in the world who's done this. It's true. And uh, there have been other <laughs> petitions. Yeah. But, th- yeah, this is the first one to be successful. So that's that's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Was there any, in, in the story, does it talk about, like, who was the driving force behind that? or? Uh, let me check my notes there, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, Not to put you on the spot there. No, guys. hold on. I have something here from my researchers. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> Let me see if I can give you any kind of detail. You know, when I skim these things, it always sounds so terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, mentioned in a life western uh, lowland Seattle-based... Uh, no, wait, I'm just rambling. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I went, oh I went a little crazy there. There's too much caffeine at this hour is wrong. <laughs> I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to put you guys in a little cave for a while and take take over the show. <laughs> yeah, no, it's basically it's the it's the president of Spain <clears throat> who's really kind cave. of like uh into it. But there's a there's a the thing called the Great Apes Project which uh in 1993 was founded in Seattle. Set by and, Peter uh, Singer. Exactly. And Paolo Cavalieri, uh Cavalieri who argued that non-human hominids like chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans and bonobos should enjoy the right to life freedom and not be tortured. Uh, so 
they, uh, they've been arguing this for a long time, and apparently it really started to uh, touch people in Spain. I'm not exactly sure what the underlying motivation for uh, enacting this now is, but apparently the public sympathy for animals is increasing, and there's certainly, uh, actually in Spain, there's a lot of resistance to the bullfighting, which continues. That's nice to hear. Yeah. So, Wasn't there a bullfighting story recently? Uh, there was indeed a bullfighting story. <laughs> and it looks like we have just enough time to cover it. <laughs> I think, well, Talk amongst been, yourselves. While there's been up. activists uh, running into the bull rings in Spain. To really? Yeah. Yeah, there's, wow. a great, there's a great photo here online. That's uh, awesome. Uh, what does that say? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? That's what it says, Scott. Who am I? Uh, I know. Something in Spanish. <laughs> I keep asking, and I can't find a good answer. Six and activists uh, did a did a raid, apparently on June twenty second, running into the bull ring, and nice. uh, they're they're just doing it as a common thing. Raids, just jump in, boom, and uh, you know they just get attention, and it's probably going to go on. Didn't one uh, of the guys get beat up or something? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. No. The audience gets pretty upset. Uh, yeah. It is a blood sport, you <laughs> I, know. I know. Yep, they're, all, they're all worked up to see some death, and it might as well be you instead of the bull. Uh, I'm glad it's the bulls, not the gladiators anymore. Or mm. was it the slaves? I don't know. Man. It's like, huh? the you know, the old... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, it wasn't that long ago, my friend. Scotty, like we're only 2,000 years ago that, they, <laughs> that humans were put in this position. Uh, now we've now we're still right. doing bulls, but you know, in another two thousand years, I think the bullfighting will probably be gone. You really had to explain that illusion there because we were we got lost. Illusion, <laughs> illusion, illusion, illusion. Um, An illusion. Yeah, you know that word, Sorry, Derek. I do. I didn't know if you said <laughs> illusion or no. I said al- illusion. The illusion too. I often do that. I introduce the illusion, and then you know, explain it after, kind of like a surprise. And then Derek, like opening a gift. Derek provides the illusion. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the ridiculousion. <laughs> life and is life is an illusion, you know. Yes, but in what way is it an illusion? It's like a Many ukulele. Ways. Oh, life is you like and a your ukulele. veils. Yes, it isn't. <laughs> I'm going to sit down now. You're sitting down. We still got to cover another story. You do a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of you and your stories. You do a story. <laughs> <sighs> Fourth of July. <laughs> Scott is frustrated on the third of July. Oh no! Today okay. is cathartic for me, actually. It's okay. Megan. It's Independence, it out. Independence Day Eve. Breathe it out, Scott. It's funny, you know. I'm learning all about independence. Oh really? Yeah. Independence from did partners. Claire, did Claire break up with you? No, no, nothing like that. Oh. Um, she, but she broke away from me. Oh. So it's it's even better. Uh-oh. You know, she, what does that mean? Are you telling us on air that you and Claire are not together? Nope. I'm not saying that either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Independence Day, my friends. <laughs> so she she's she's living in England. Yeah, she is and living. And you're here. Yeah. So does she need more space? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is... You know, so you know when people first get really shiny laptops, and you know they get really hung up on like the internet, and and you know time just goes away. And I am like totally in the same boat. I waste so much time on the internet, and it's you know of course I'm working, so I have an excuse to waste time on the internet. But the thing is, you know, you waste time, you work for a little while, you waste some more time. Next thing you know, six hours your have gone by, is wasted, and your life is wasted. That's what I'm saying. You know, so what does this have to do with Claire? What? <laughs> what does this have to do with Claire? I'm just saying. You what know, are you saying? Today is cathartic. 
we, you know, she's kind of like she's she's finally, you know, been able to break away from the influence of the machine. Oh, I see. You see. So you no haven't more Skyping. You haven't Skyped with Claire today is what you're saying. No Skyping. No. Skype, you know, Skype for all its uses, it's it's not so great for long distance. Th- I know sometimes, you know, it can be. But yeah. if you're if you're really pressed for time, you're not one of these, you know, uh computer potatoes who plays World of Warcraft all day long. Uh, you can kind of like, you know, appreciate email because you know, you sit down, you write it 10 15 minutes, boom, you're done. Go out, you know, Someone get picks it up later. They read it. You know, it's all very that whole asynchronous thing is kind of convenient. We're gonna have to talk later. Yeah, Scott. I think we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> have to take a break here. <laughs> You're listening to WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM, and we have uh, Robert Cheek, vegan bodybuilder, coming up in the next half hour. But in, in, until then, we're gonna play a little uh, something something. My name is Kenneth Williams. You're listening to Vegan Radio on WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, and on the web at www.veganradio.com. My favorite slogan, go vegan and nobody gets hurt. Vegan Radio, coming to you in the evening time. (laughs) (laughs) Who gave Derek the control of the panel? That's what I want to know. Hey, I didn't know we could do voices over music. That's really cool. Isn't that pretty? (laughs) I feel like I'm floating in outer space. Yeah, well, I'm going to change the title of it then. Floating through space with a vegan message. And what is that message? <laughs> I was like, Derek, waxing poetic or just waxing? Waxing on, waxing off. Mostly waxing off. I was actually kind of enjoying this without the uh, overlay. <laughs> well, Personally. you're here to work. So we'll any moment now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so any moment now, Robert Cheek is going to call us. Yes. And he's, he's going to talk to We're us. We're channeling Robert Cheek. Let's all hold hands. He's going to talk to us about the protein myth. Or maybe not. On the other hand, maybe we'll have Ramtha on instead. Maybe we can talk about the protein myth. I'd like to tell you about the protein myth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there another myth? Oh, wait. Here we go. The phone line is flashing. I'm ready. So, uh, how you doing, Megs? <laughs> oh, fantastic today. Just fantastic. Couldn't be better. Actually. Yeah. Hit that mute. I'm excited to talk with Robert Cheek, the vegan bodybuilder. Robert Cheek. Robert Cheek, are you there? Hello. 
Hello. There we are. Robert, Hello. Robert Chief. I'm here. Hello. All right. Good. <laughs> My God. Put down those weights and come over here. <laughs> I'm a few thousand miles away, but I'm back in action making it happen. Yeah, Perfect. what's happening? Oh, down here at the U.S. Olympic Track and Field Trials in Eugene. Are you preparing for a competition? Well, not necessarily. I'm, I'm down here working, but I, I will be competing again in, in a year or so, taking a little bit of time off from that. But I'm uh, just down here with uh, Brendan Brazier and doing some work down here with Vega, and it's so far so good. So you and Brendan Brazier work out a lot? Yeah, yeah, we worked out last night in Eugene. We worked out the day before. We do a lot of work together with Vega, so, yeah, we end up training a lot, traveling a lot, and so he's actually with me right now. We're, we're, we're just traveling around Eugene today um, doing a bunch of different things. Could you talk a little bit about uh, your path to becoming a vegan bodybuilder? Oh, sure. Back in December 1995, so we're going back 13 years or so, uh, my sister was organizing Animal Rights Week at my high school, and so I decided just out of respect for her that I would, uh, you know, I would, I would stop eating, eating meat. You know, I grew up on a farm and was always going to McDonald's and other places. But um, my sister put on this Animal Rights Week at uh, my high school, and so I attended that, listened to uh, speakers, watched videos of factory farming and animal testing, and uh, decided from, from then on that I, I didn't want to contribute to that industry anymore. And two years later, I was organizing it for the whole school. And uh, that's how it all started as far as uh, going vegan. And then I, uh, I was always a really skinny kid. You know, I was like 89 pounds when I was 14. And uh, going into high school playing basketball at 105 pounds, barely weighed anything. But I always wanted to be bigger and stronger, always something that I wanted to do. I mean, one of my goals when I was a kid to be was like a He-Man type character. So I started lifting weights. And... I made about zero progress when I first started because I just wasn't doing it right. I wasn't being consistent. I didn't have a, a really solid nutrition program. Uh, I mean, I thought I was doing a lot of things right, but I, but I wasn't. I wasn't being real accountable. And uh, once I figured it out, then I started making gains. And then I went from the skinny runner kid to, you know, I got up into about 195 pounds. So I doubled my body weight from when I became vegan wow. and, and had some success in bodybuilding and started uh, my website and my company and, and the stuff that I do now. It's quite a path. And could you tell our, our listeners a little bit about Brendan Brazier, who you were talking about? Oh, sure. Brendan Brazier. Let's see. Uh, I first learned about Brendan in probably 2003. I was getting ready to, uh, to film a documentary about successful vegan athletes. And, you know, when I started my website in 2001, 2002, I didn't know about very many vegan athletes, but Brendan was one of the first ones that I, that I knew about, and he, he, was, uh, you know, he was successful at what he was doing, and so I contacted him to see if he'd be interested in working um, in my documentary project, and, and he was. He was very well, and in fact, he's the one that got us Tanya Kay, too, and, and, uh, and, and it's been great ever since, and Brendan is a professional Ironman triathlete, uh, best-selling author of The Thrive Diet, and he... He actually has a similar story where he, he was an athlete, became vegan, and uh, also didn't, didn't eat a lot of the right food. And we, and we both struggled as, as vegan athletes early on until we put a little more time into it and researched a little more and, uh, you know, and got better. So he's been, you know, he's been a real uh, inspirational figure for me as a, as a pro athlete on a plant-based diet and doing, doing a lot of great things. For the environment, through his, his books, uh, talks, and all all of that. So, uh, so it's been it's been really good working together for the past 
few years, and, and we hope to do another documentary project uh, in the near future. And, uh, and we'll, we'll keep you updated on how, on how that goes. So as a vegan bodybuilder, um, what are the right foods to eat? Like what is the right, how is, you know, what's the right way to do it? Well, my record is 18 tofu hot dogs in a day. That's, that's one of the, uh, not necessarily the wrong way, so that's kind of what I was, I was doing. I was eating a lot of processed foods. I was, like, especially before I met Brendan, I was just eating packages and packages of, of uh, soy and tofu, and that's really all I was eating was soy, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I don't necessarily think there's a whole lot of things wrong with soy, but I just, for 10 years, that's what I was eating, just, just a lot of it. And so um, what, are the, what are the right things to eat? Well, getting a lot of uh, good sources of complete protein, a, a balanced uh, variety of amino acids, a whole lot of green foods, and, um, and just in general, a, 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 lot of, just a lot of variety, a lot of color, uh, a lot of different things, especially with bodybuilding, there's, there's an emphasis on, on protein. And, and I think... I think for the most part, it does play uh, a fairly important factor, but uh, people associate either protein with meat, for one, or on a vegan diet with soy, but there's so many other sources of protein, whether it's hemp, uh, as a great source of protein, or pea protein, or rice protein, or just regular food, nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, all of these different things, great protein sources, even greens, things like spinach that have 50% of their uh, calories coming from protein, um, a lot of other greens are very good for that. So protein is really found everywhere, and it is an important part uh, of, of bodybuilding, of nutrition that goes along with bodybuilding and making progress. So um, really, what is, what is the best approach? Plant-based whole foods is what, is what I found, eating a variety of, of foods that are mostly unrefined and just in their natural state. Because if you think about it, the, the primary source of nutrition uh, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fatty acids, all these different things, they come from plant-based whole foods initially. That's, that's, where, that's where they come from, and, that's, and so why not get them from the best sources and eating a variety of fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, and seeds, and uh, with a little bit of extra emphasis on, on total caloric intake and, and grams of protein as a bodybuilder, and then you're fine. Robert, you know, I notice, well, you mentioned nuts. That's one of the things that I keep thinking, ah, oh, you know, I really should be eating more of these nuts, but I look at them and they're like $8 for a <laughs> tiny little thing. I mean, well, it depends where you go. I mean, if you get, you can get run of the mill nuts from like a gas station that are probably way overcooked and they have hydrogenated oils and God knows what else put into them pretty cheap. But if, if you want some good organic nuts, it can get a little expensive, especially raw ones. Yeah, well, I don't even know if you can get raw ones anymore because of the new pasteurization law. Well, let's not even get into all that. You know, nuts can be uh, a little spendy sometimes. Actually, what I try to do, you know, because I, I was on a budget for a long time, and obviously I still am uh, to some extent, what I, was, what I would try to do is get the most nutrients for my penny, who is what I would really go for. I would actually calculate things. What's going to provide the most amount of protein per dollar? What's the most calories per dollar? vitamins, minerals. I would do it for a lot of different foods. What, because not all food is created equal, right? I mean, we talk about uh, different lettuces or greens. I mean, some are far superior than others. Um, certainly iceberg lettuce isn't in the same category as kale or, uh, or, or spinach or, or even romaine. I mean, everything is, is, is relative, and some foods are, are far superior than others. That's why we call them, you know, we call a lot of things superfoods. You know, hemp can fall into that 
category. Flax could even fall into that category. Um, and lots of different antioxidant berries and other things. Goji um, berries. So really, it, it, you can get a lot of things that are, depending on where you are, local, in-season, cost-effective. You can buy things in bulk. You can, you can grow your own food. There's a lot of different ways to, to do things to, to, save, to save money and still eat uh, great, great food with, with high nutrient content. And so uh, just doing a little bit of research and, and not getting stuck on just nuts or just soy or just these things that we think that we need to, to bulk up on or to be healthy because we need this from this and this from this, but to eat a whole variety of things that will contain omega-3 fatty acids, omega-6 fatty acids, will contain um, all essential amino acids, protein, fiber, chlorophyll, things that are alkaline-forming. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff to to pay attention to, and um, and that's where I think some people kind of get steered the wrong way when you when you first become vegetarian or vegan and eat a lot of uh, you know we all have fun with the vegan donuts and everything else. And nothing wrong with those. <laughs> Don't fact, you I'm knock the vegan donuts, of, Robert? Chief. I'm friends with a lot of the, the people that, that are working bakeries and own these these companies that do that, but and I eat them too. You know, I eat the vegan donuts and uh, and things like that. <laughs> but the, but you know I do. But the but the idea is to really really think about it and focus on eating for nourishment rather than stimulation through refined uh, foods, processed foods, uh, sugars, refined carbohydrates. Uh, definitely factor those in for snacks and, and support those companies, but just eating a balanced plant-based whole food diet is a phenomenal way to go. So right. tell, us, tell us a little bit about your, um, your workout. How, do you, how, do you, uh, how much time a week do you have to dedicate to building muscle? What? That's, a, that's an interesting question. Uh, so many people think um, more is better. And certainly in some sports, maybe so, running, you can put in a lot of miles and you can really adapt to that and become a, a long-distance uh, runner, ultra-marathoner, and you can, you can really do a lot. You can train for hours and hours. But with, with lifting weights uh, and bodybuilding, if more were better, some people would spend 10 hours in the gym, and it's just not necessary. Uh, from what I understand, after about... 60 to 90 minutes of resistance weight training, strenuous work being put on the muscles, tendons, joints, uh, and your body as a whole, it, it can be actually counterproductive after, you know, after an hour and a half or so. Um, because basically what you're doing in the gym is creating micro tears in, in muscles. I mean, you're just damaging, you're breaking the body down a little bit in order to rebuild it and make it bigger, stronger, um, more durable, make it adapt to new weights and and different um, stresses put on it. So, so what I do is, is try to find that balance of about 60 to 90 minutes of, of, of training about four or five times a week. Uh, I used to train six times a week really, really hard, just pushing myself, pushing myself with weight six times a week. And what I found was that's, I can't do the math, but that's like 12 out of 13 days. Or six, I would do six days in a row, take a rest day, another six days in a row. Yeah, like 12 out of 13 days, I was hammering my body, and I hurt my back, I hurt my shoulder, my bicep, uh, you know, just damaging my body. And so I had to cut down on that. So uh, what I think is great is with with bodybuilding, I focus on specific muscles in in a workout. I don't do necessarily total body workouts. So I think those are great. And so I'll focus on one or two muscle groups for the entire workout and plan it out where I'm doing probably 
maybe four or five different exercises for those muscle groups uh, for about three, three to four sets each one. So if I'm doing, so let's say I'm training my back, I'll be doing uh, pull-ups probably for about four sets or so. I'll be doing some, some sort of rowing movement like bent over rows, maybe some sort of uh, pulling movement either with free weights like a, like a deadlift um, or row or some sort of uh, machine just to do like a, a cable row, for example, or hammer strength row, something rowing, and maybe something for the low back, like some lower back extensions. And so, so that's, that's kind of how I approach that. Hit one or two muscle groups at a time. Like yesterday was was back with a little bit of shoulders in there, maybe a tiny bit of biceps too. And uh, and the day before, I was training with Brendan down here in Eugene, and was all was all chest the whole workout, bench presses and dips and uh, some some machine uh, presses. So so that that's kind of how I approach it. But sixty to ninety minutes, four to five times a week. Make sure I get adequate recovery time good sleep, stay well hydrated, and, uh, you know, and then I'm, then I'm usually pretty good. Robert, I'm curious about um, other people in the bodybuilding world. Do you feel like they're, um, like, the knowledge about how you can build muscle mass on a vegan diet is spreading, or do you feel like there's still myths around that? Uh, I think they're nuts. Uh, you think they're earlier. nuts? <laughs> no, I mean, there, there's a lot of... Th- in all seriousness, there's a lot of things to factor in there. I'm friends with, like, Jay Cutler, for example, who's the top bodybuilder in, in the whole world, and he, he kind of appreciates some of the stuff that I'm doing. Um, you know, he's certainly not a, not a natural athlete. Uh, sure, there's a lot of different um, ideas and, and thoughts, and, and you can call them misconceptions or call them whatever you want. Um, but lots of different perceptions about bodybuilding on a, on a plant-based diet, and, and um Really, one of my main things, I'm certainly not the biggest, certainly not the best, not close to either one of those, but what, I, what I'm trying to show, because I did start out as a runner who was like 100 pounds, you know, barely weighed anything, and I've doubled my body weight to almost 200 pounds uh, entirely on a plant-based diet. What I'm trying to show, and many are doing the same, is, is just be an example of, of, of what, you know, what you can do uh, and that it's not hard that it is easy, that it does make sense. If you approach things with a, a reasonable, practical, logical you know, uh, approach, then, you know, it makes sense. You're eating the, the best foods possible. You're training uh, in a way that's effective and efficient and, uh, and just doing all, doing all the right things that, that are necessary. No problem. And we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing... We're seeing massive, you know, vegan athletes and bodybuilders. I'm, I, I consider myself one of the smaller guys. Uh, there, there's yeah. a lot of people that are that are doing a lot of good things, and <laughs> um, and that's and those and those do act as examples for the rest of the bodybuilding community. Um, there's a lot of different things going on in bodybuilding, Robert, whether um... it's um, drug use. You know, I, I compete in all natural com- competitions, of course, where. We're polygraph tested and urine tested to make sure we're not taking steroids or growth hormones or anything like that. Anything that's a banned substance, but it is, it is very common in bodybuilding to be to be doing a lot of that kind of stuff, to be abusing a lot of drugs or using a lot of drugs and doing kind of anything that it takes. So that, that that attitude of whatever it takes, which to some degree I, I like that attitude of just just working hard and doing whatever it takes, but doing it in a safe and and legal way 
and uh, and so that's that's what I'm trying to do. I don't see it as any any different. Uh, people, I did an interview earlier today. Uh, someone asking if I feel like a, a disadvantage. You know, I compete against other people who are who are not vegan. They're they're natural also, but but not vegan. Am I at a disadvantage? I don't necessarily think so. I don't see that at all. I mean, I think you got our, the advantage. Our training Robert. is the same. Our nutrition is is slightly different, but when it comes down to it, it's pretty much the same. It's protein. Fiber, amino acids, carbohydrates, fats, essential fats. It's, we're just getting it from different sources. And, and so I have been able to, you know, like I said, even though I'm not, I, I, I don't have the best physique out there, I'm not the biggest, not the best, anything like that, I have been able to get a lot of people, including a lot of big guys who are either not natural or eating tons of animal products, to, to take a look at what we're doing, take a look at what we're doing on a plant-based diet, with bodybuilding, and, and we're getting some people to switch over, and that's encouraging. And what we're also doing is acting as role models and leadership figures for those who are uh, vegan and who are aspiring to get bigger and stronger. So we're, we're, being, we're being seen in, in a number of positive lights. Still, we're going to get criticized, sure, just like everybody's going to. We're still going to be criticized for, to, for one reason or another, but um, yeah. I just try to lead by positive example the best that I can. And that's, and that's all I can do, and I... And I do reach out to all kinds of people, from the most famous bodybuilders in the world to the people who are young kids excited about, about vegan bodybuilding. And, and I, just do, I just do what I can to, to represent that in a positive way. Excellent. Excellent. Robert, I'm going to have to cut you short now. We're uh, running out of time here on the show. I wanted to um, tell our listeners that your excellent uh, website, veganbodybuilding.com, how many, uh, how many athletes do you have on there now? Oh, we've got. First of all, I appreciate you guys having me. I, and I've, so, I apologize for being a couple minutes late. I'm like all over the place today. I've been so trying to keep uh, up with everything. I appreciate you having me. We have about 1,500 athletes uh, oh who are God. members of our website community. We, we feature dozens of them on the front of the website, all, all different athletes from different backgrounds, different sports. But it, it is a fun place, and we, we just try to build a community the best that we can. And, we appreciate your support, and congratulations on, what, 60th show, I believe? Yep, yep, again, awesome. yes. Uh, and, th- and thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me, and thanks for your support. I, I really appreciate that. No thanks, problem. Robert. Thanks, thank Robert. I think I aspire to get bigger and stronger now. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we want to remind everyone, you've been listening to Vegan Radio on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM. Uh, WXOJLP Northampton. We're also on the Pacifica Radio Network. And podcasting at veganradio.com. And what's coming up next, Tony? Seeing Red Radio is coming up at <laughs> 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Tony's got his red shirt Very on. Very appropriate. He's, He's ready to go. His red shirt. And we'll be back on uh, the third Thursday of the month. 7 o'clock, dinner time. Time right. to eat vegan. Bye-bye. Go vegan.
Thank you.